0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosophy 2.0, the one true podcast, and the only podcast that's coming all over town.
1: That's right. We're um, wait, we're coming. We're coming to town.
0: No, it's co- it's like the song says. It's like you're coming coming all over. T- it's like uh, bukaki.
1: That's very important, Matt. <laughs> coming to town.
0: Oh, to town. Yes. Oh, I've made a grave error. Um, <laughs> I I need to make some calls. Hold I'm on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Yes, Matt, this podcast is about uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, the, uh, the kind of prequel to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Ah, <laughs> fucking prequels. It's all over. It's all Hollywood does anymore. But before we get to uh, Santa Claus coming to your town, uh, let's do, on your do uh, Skunk Ticks. Let's do skunk dicks, Matt. What do you got? You got a skunk dick? I do have a skunk dick. Watch out. You better watch out. You better not cry. My skunk
0: dick is going in your eye. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> skunk
1: dicks are going to be flying all over the place. Brace yourselves.
0: Here's my dick. It's Idaho. The whole damn state.
1: That is one <laughs> large dick.
0: It's even a little dick shape, too. If you, if you look at a map, it's kind of got a... It's like Eastern Idaho is kind of like the balls, and, and they're fucking Canada or, well, yeah. or Montana pop. little
1: erect dick <laughs> shape. Yeah, I'll buy that. Anyway, so up in
0: Idaho, there is a, uh, a Christian group known as the uh, Followers of Christ. Um, it seems that about 11 children have died, or not, not 11, more, 12, holy shit. It's an even dozen. Uh, yeah, have died since um, 2011. Um Uh, A lot of these deaths were preventable, preventable diseases that if you just go see your doctor or go to a hospital, uh, you can actually live. Um, However, they decided to uh, pray for them instead. Instead. And they all.
1: Instead, they decided to just place their trust in Christ. And Matt, uh, not to spoil anything, but how did that work out for them?
0: Uh, Not well. Um,
1: Not for the children.
0: No, yeah, not for the children. Actually, worked out pretty good for the parents because Idaho has a state law that um, they can substitute prayer for treatment. And if your child dies, there's a religious exemption and it covers manslaughter, capital murder, and uh, negligent homicide.
1: Yes, because (laughs) if you capital murder somebody with prayer, you're exempt.
0: Oh my God! I'm getting sick of these stories of hearing children dying. Matt, listen, because...
1: We all know that that prayer has been uh, shown to be a safe and effective treatment, uh, equivalent to antibiotics for. Uh, oh,
0: antibiotics. yeah, it's it's right there. That's what you do all the time, right? I could give you these pills, but I think I'll just pray for you.
1: Well, Matt, I prescribe a lot of unnecessary antibiotics, so it, it is. <laughs> it's essentially the same treatment. Uh, but let, yeah, what kind of death did they have? What, what, one was pneumonia, which is obviously, um, you know, would have been lethal 200 years ago. But uh, we have good treatment for that right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, pneumonia was one of them. A girl um, who uh, did not receive any, you know, prenatal care. The mother didn't receive any prenatal care. She died just 20 minutes after birth. Um, she she died oh. in her grandfather's home instead of in home a hospital birth. where perhaps you know we could have been following this with ultrasounds and uh, uh, scalp monitoring and, and seeing how the baby's doing but uh, instead the right. baby was delivered and died of pneumonia 20 minutes after she was born in her grandfather's home. Does anybody still do
0: home births anymore?
1: Don't do a home birth. What's they, wrong with you? They do. Uh, if you do a home birth, there's, you know, a small percentage chance that uh, both you and the baby will die. Uh, you know, guys, please, it, it's not uh, 1850 anymore. We we can we can treat a lot of this stuff, and we can diagnose this stuff if you just go to the doctor. But no, you you'd rather trust in Christ and, and then have 12 children die in three years. Chuck, this is
0: about religious beliefs. It's a belief that God is in charge where they live, and God is in charge of whether they die.
1: Wow, they're fatalists. Well, they would have died anyway. According
0: to Christy Perry, God to Republican. Will. Yeah, well, one of them. Uh, he's got a. He's got a good point here. It's 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 rights, it's freedoms. And uh, Dan Seavey, one of the uh, one of the fathers, he said, "I'd like to say I picture freedom as a full object. It's not like you take a freedom away. It's that you chip at the entire thing. Freedom's freedom. Whenever you try to restrict any one person, you're chipping away at freedom." Oh, my God. What fucking freedom? The freedom to to let your children die? The freedom to murder your children through inaction and insufficient care?
1: There are lots of freedoms that we don't have living in the United States. Uh, You do not have the freedom to yell fire in a crowded movie theater. You do not have the freedom to murder someone. You do not have the freedom to neglect someone into death. Uh, I, I hope that all these people... You know, I guess I can't hope that they're charged and put away because there's a specific exemption, and no one seems to care that 12 children have died in the last uh, three, four years. Three years, Uh, three years. That's four children a year that have died from preventable causes uh, that if they had just seen a physician, uh, they would have uh, survived. But no, Idaho explicitly carves out an exception for you are okay to uh, negligently murder your child Uh, So long as it's religion, you know If you're an atheist, these guys would be in prison right now
2: But because
1: they're religious and and, and they prayed to Christ as a substitute for treatment uh, It's okay, no problem Continue to neglectfully murder your children No problem Is this even uh, on the radar in Idaho? Are they even going to uh, maybe revisit this idiocy? Who knows? Maybe you'll they get somebody in office. They'll just allow enough, their
0: children to die. They'll just allow them to die one by one. It's just natural law. It's God's law. It's not natural law. What am I saying? I'm crazy. <laughs> what am I thinking? Uh, unfortunately, there's also at least um, five other states, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, Ohio, West Virginia, uh, that have the same sort of laws. And then there's there's like nine other states that has uh, religious exemptions for felony crimes against children –
1: yeah, it's a felony. Unless you're religious, that seems like that would stand up in court. That seems constitutional. Yeah. Specific exemptions uh,
0: there's a f- for There's me. a few more that allow uh, exemptions against – only in misdemeanor crimes, uh, California, Nevada, Colorado, Nebraska, uh, what is it, Mississippi, Georgia, freaking South Carolina. I don't know. There's a few more. But, um, hey, only in misdemeanor, Chuck, for uh, – endangerment and deprivation. So.
1: Uh, I'm not going to be happy until every single one of those uh, uh, laws that privilege religious people and r- religious acts is stricken from the books. Yeah, this is... Fuck this is every one bullshit. of these states. Uh, basically, and you basically, one of them! Of course it is. Basically, in Idaho, uh, if you're religious, you have license to murder your children through sheer neglect. So long as you're yeah. religious, Matt. So, re- right now in Idaho, if you... Uh, Substitute prayer for food for your child. No problem. Oh, God, I can't talk about it anymore.
0: Fuck off, Idaho. Keep All sending right, your Matt, potatoes in.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope your potatoes rot, Idaho. <laughs> uh, no,
0: I love your delicious potatoes.
1: The next skunk dick, uh, Michelle Bachman. Back in the news, Matt. A skunk vagina. This may be the last time we get to skunk dick Michelle Bachman.
0: That's right. She's not going to seek re-election. Although, come on, come on, Michelle, run maybe, for something. Maybe she'll run.
1: Maybe she'll run for president. That so uh, you might ask, why would we ever skunk Dick Michelle Bachman? Such a highly regarded individual
0: with it's a keen a wit,
1: high functioning <laughs> mind. <laughs> when f- Michelle Bachman speaks, people listen. Uh, look, she attended the White House Christmas party this week, and uh, um, since it's the last opportunity she's going to have uh, to talk to President Obama, uh, she she used this opportunity for a great to
0: apologize for all the racism
1: for a great no <laughs> for okay. great humanitarian cause. She wanted the president to bomb Iran, <laughs> so the headline oh, is right. all Michelle Bachman wants for Christmas is for Obama to bomb Iran. <laughs> Uh, That's all that's on her Christmas list, Matt. Just bomb the shit out of Iran. That's all I want. That's not like I'm
0: asking for anything big. She spoke with the president directly, and whose response she called condescending.
1: (laughs) According to Bachman, (laughs) she waited until she and her family had had their picture taken with the president, and after her family left the stage, spoke with the president, his response she called condescending. Well, in Obama's defense, it's very difficult to have an entire conversation with Michelle Bachman and not be condescending. Is it even possible? Right. Is that even Could possible? You? I turned it's to the president possible. and I said something to the effect of Mr. President, you need to bomb the Iranian nuclear facilities because if you don't, Iran will have a nuclear weapon on your watch and the course of world history will change. According to a Republican congresswoman, the president laughed at her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I, I, think, how, I, think, I hope it was a big, open-mouth laugh. I think that is the appropriate response uh, to her, her request. Uh, and he got this condescending smile on his face and laughed at me and said, well, Michelle, it's just not that easy. <laughs> it's a little more complicated than that, Michelle. Uh, and I said to him, no, Mr. President. No. You're the you president.
0: Just, it's not complicated. What? What's he talking about? You just bomb them. Just bomb everybody. Just bomb them.
1: Yeah. You can just unilaterally make that decision and bomb another country. It's that it, you know. Don't think of any consequences, any international nope. consequences. Don't think of uh, you know. Would this happen perhaps on its own? Is is our, Iran going to be harmed by uh, falling oil? You know, it, there's nothing else. It's just black and white. Go ahead, send the fighter jets over there and bomb the shit out of them.
0: There you Diplomacy, go. Diplomacy? That's for fucking
1: pussies. Bomb them. Yeah. We're back in the Cold War, you know, where we just <laughs> sent fighter jets over and bomb the shit out of them. So, Michelle Bachman, um, possibly the last time, hopefully the last time, uh, she gets skunk-dicked on this show.
0: Yeah, a ray of hope. She has not ruled out making another run at the White House. She has ruled it out. Well, all right, There's then. There's still hope.
1: Do it. Do it, Michelle. Uh, all right, so uh, the third skunk dick of the candidate of the week was actually sent in to me by a listener named mike uh and it is the thank you mike just mike just mike that's all that, that's all i'm gonna say to protect his identity
0: all i gotta say is if you thought michelle bachman was crazy you're
1: gonna love this the Parawan prophet uh you know who this guy is matt i
0: have never heard of him
1: he's yeah, been around I suppose he's from parowan he's, he's been around for years lives in Parowan, uh, and uh, he's apparently a prophet of God. I believe he had a goat um, that he named the Holy Ghost. The name of the goat was the Holy Ghost. The Holy Goat? I don't know. (laughs) That would have been a better name. But Matt, you know, I don't think he's that clever. Uh, As the Holy This full-page ad he's taken out in uh, the Spectrum and Daily News uh, for Southern Utah. The what? I don't know. Some newspaper and... Uh, yeah. I want I want you to pay cl- careful attention to this, Matt, because the first line is, death is weeks away from you unless you prepare now. So I just want to let everyone no. know the Parowan Prophet is predicting uh, World War III uh, in the next several weeks. So I guess that's before January, right? Certainly by the uh, end of January. Otherwise, he'd have yeah. to say several months. So he tells you not only that uh, death is coming, but uh, but how to survive it. Yeah, that's what news, I need to know. To great detail. So here I'm going to uh, let you and all the rest of our listeners know, you can survive if, and if is in quotes. I don't know why if is in quotes. You can survive, <laughs> quote, if you prepare. And you can live well. Wow, it's, wow. it's not the end of the world. Just another war that kills one-third of humanity. That's all. Just you know, It's just another war that, that kills two billion people. You know, It's not like that hasn't happened before. Come on. Do you want your husband, son, friends killed? Then show them this full-page ad to help you live. You can't tell what is true or false unless you understand the truth. Now, I don't understand, you know, Matt, um, I'm I'm colorblind, so maybe I'm just seeing this and it's not correct, but there appears to be random red and blue (laughs) colored ink with some of this stuff. So, for example, It's Not the End of the World is bright red, and Just Another War That Kills One Third of Humanity is bright blue. I I don't know why. Why is that? I don't know. Only one of three people get this paper, so help save lives and show several people what to do. Help keep your Southern Utah friends alive. So, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm extending this beyond the border of Southern Utah. Oh, uh, just a helpful, uh, just a helpful service, public service notice for all of uh, the listeners of Irreligiosity. Um, he, just, he wants to let you know that uh, alpha and beta rays from the, you know, radiation, I guess, nuclear fallout uh, will not oh, kill. Yeah. Gamma rays will kill, so you need, quote, mass to stop them. Like deer rifle yes. bullets from high-powered rifles. Wait, no, you need, like, inches of lead. You remember when we were talking about Luke, and, and we were saying that I've never heard that one parable where Jesus uh, has people dragged in front of him and, and he threatens to kill them, uh, if right. they won't agree to be... How that was never taught in school? Well, the parawan prophet loves it. He says, Jesus said... But those mine enemies, which should not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Uh, Luke nineteen twenty seven. Oh, good God. So uh, he's not shy about uh, letting people know about what a dick Jesus is. Uh, the apostle Peter said there shall come in the last day scoffers. Uh-oh, that's true. That's true. We're scoffing right now. Scoffers. Ha! I'm ha! a scoffer. I scoff at you, Parowan prophet. He gives some... Uh, some biblical quotations, and also from the Book of Mormon. Helaman 12.3, 3rd uh, 3 Nephi, 27.33, and 4th Nephi, quote, all, end quote.
0: There's a lot of crazy in here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to direct, for more crazy. information, uh, free survival information, go to www.parawanprophet.com.
2: Yeah,
0: we're plugging him.
1: <laughs> Just believe Acts 2.17-19, through 19, and about the handmaidens in mushroom clouds, Isaiah three twelve and uh through four through six tells us why. So there you go. Survival information direct from God, Matt. You have God, a direct line to the Holy Goat, and that from the Holy Goat to the and prophet, and prophet to the newspaper, and the newspaper to us, and from us to you. So you can't get a more direct li- line from God.
0: No, no. God He works in mysterious ways. Well, extremely
1: mysterious ways, roundabout. and apparently bold <laughs> Randomly capitalized and, and quoted stuff in uh, multiple color ways. Um, because his website looks like it is directly out of 1996. Underlined, um, oh my, oh my god. Uh, minutes ago, are you one in a million? What is the reason Russia wants war here? Crimea was part of Russia for the past 200 years. Bullshit, they invaded them. But, bullshit. Matt, I, I will point out, there's an asterisk in bullshit, so it's not oh. technically a uh, curse word.
0: Oh, thank God. There's probably something in the Bible about curse words. <laughs> if
1: you want your eyes to be assaulted, uh, go to parawanprophet.com. Okay, I can't take any more of that. Let's put this shit in the wait, computer. Wait, Oh, what? Just
0: so you know, he he, uh, he has God is not dead on his computer, but he's uh, <laughs> if you, it's a link. If you click on it, he tells you twice God's not dead, and then I think because of the movie... There's a footnote that, that was written 19 years ago. <laughs> Way so he, before
1: Kevin Zorbo. <laughs> he's not infringing on the movie. The movie's infringing on him. Yes. I love that it's a separate link to tell you once again, God is not
0: dead. Oh, my God. We possibly should have done a whole episode on this.
1: I have one, I have one problem
0: with this prophet. Yes. I, this website is so insane. I can't find the information to survive the nuclear holocaust that I'm supposed to be
1: saved from. That is a problem. Um, <laughs> I can't see it. Uh, I Yeah, I, cannot, I can't help you because I'm not going to go through all these uh, random links to shit like Sheriff's is linked. Uh, Sheriff owns Obama is linked to a YouTube video. Uh, there's hundreds of click here links. I, I cannot. So if anyone wants to go through that, please be my guest. I can't do it. I can't do it. No
0: candy. Yeah, and don't worry um, if you can't read English, because there's a handy translator top. You can select languages such as Esperanto, Igbo, and also Telugu.
1: I, I, I will admit that this may make more sense in Esperanto. All right, spit it up. Can we, can it, we move on? Smack it. Can let's, we move on? Let's get off the Parowan profit. All right, the actual skeptic of the Week. Holy shit. It's you. Uh, it, it's, it, it's me. Uh, Matt, I have to say that uh, we here at Irreligiosity have always had a love hate relationship with our fans. Yes. They love us. We hate them. Huh. I have, I have noticed, however, since our feminine atheism episode, that they, relationship they love us seems to have <laughs> changed a bit. We're getting a, a little more hate directed in, in our direction. I don't know, but did people think I was a, a misogynist before, or, or I wasn't a feminist? Is that do I come across not as a feminist, Matt?
0: Hurts um, my feelings. I'm thinking, trying to think how to phrase that,
1: uh, Matt. In in response, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> in response to this flood of hate mail that, that we've received, uh, I, I just like to remind everyone that I was born from a woman, I was raised by a woman, I have two sisters, two. I Matt, mean, I'm I'm married to a woman. I have a daughter. I interact with women every day. Would I- you provide medical care for a woman? No. Oh. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. I have one X chromosome, Matt. That means I'm half woman. Myself. I'm half woman. It is literally oh, yeah. impossible. Literally impossible for me to be wrong about anything having to do with woman stuff or any woman related thing. So let's look at the criticism plus you're plus i'm
0: what i said well plus i don't know <laughs> I Forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> something about something about being half woman half male gives you an edge over understanding women's issues better than even they do because you can look <laughs> at it from both sides
1: <laughs> from a neutral position uh that's totally true right uh,
0: confirmation bias you know that's what gets you and, that's exactly. why it's always men at these things, at these like congressional hearings discussing yes. women's
1: issues. That's why, like, really, it's like uh, it really does take a man to tell women uh, what is correct about feminist issues.
0: Right, and uh, you
1: know, if you're if you're if you're
0: gay, or if there's a gay marriage, uh, you know, amendment or something, the judge can't be gay because he won't no, he, look at it. You know, for he the right has to
1: recuse himself exactly because he's too invested yeah. in that. If a bunch of white officers shoot a black guy, you can't have black people on the jury. <laughs> There's got to be the <laughs> jury of his peers. Right, it'll be tainted.
0: <laughs> oh, people just don't understand these things.
1: So, uh, amongst the criticism we've received, uh, Bonnie writes, "Blimey, I'm from New Zealand." And a lot, can you do a New Zealand accent, Matt? Blimey, wait, isn't that because isn't that Irish? I've also been criticized uh-huh. on my New Zealand accent. I I thought it was perfect. I you know I can't distinguish between my accent and a real New Zealand accent. Uh, blimey! I'm from New blimey. Zealand, a, a long-time fan, so feel disappointed for a few reasons. Frankly surprised you guys have taken the typical polarized view on this contentious and nuanced issue. Thorough job on your misunderstandings. Well, isn't that just like a woman? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> All consensus-building and compassionate and shit. Don't no, you think that's just the estrogen talking? Shouldn't Bonnie take a more critical posture, like what I get from my manly testosterone?
0: Bonnie sounds sexist. I think I just called her Bonley.
1: Bonley. That's how Bonnie's pronounced in New Zealand.
0: Bonley. How was that? that pretty good?
1: Oh, my God, Matt. Also, uh, we got a uh, iTunes review from Hot Dog Bun. And let me tell you, nothing hurts worse than getting a one-star review from a bread product. Let me read parts of it. Poorly researched, fallacious, dogmatic, one-star review by Hot Dog Bun. If you love PC, Myers, oh, did you get that? Did you get the joke? Oh, oh
0: wait, like politically correct when his name is actually Paul Zachary
1: Meyer, yeah, PZ Myers. PZ Myers, but he says if and you C- love and- PC Myers.
0: Oh, he substituted the Z with a C.
1: Yes. For, oh, substitution
0: yes. humor. Now
1: I get it. My <laughs> God, that was funny. If you love, I'm going to use P. that. If you love PC Myers. Group thought blogs. Atheism- Wait a second. Group thought blogs. <laughs> They're called free thought blogs. He said group thought blog. <laughs> Atheism divided. I don't know what that's a reference to, actually. No, oh, that that's like story? a joke on Atheism Plus or something. It's, it's, it's funny. It's called funny. Atheism it's United. Uh, or being skewered rectally by broken fluorescent light bulbs. Now, hey. Hold on. Don't knock until you've tried it. <laughs> It's like all the bad things about religious dogma and all the bad things about the atheist visibility movement combined. Uh, it's the audio equivalent of a rusty El Camino that doesn't even have a V eight or a radio or a windshield. And the seat, the what windshield? What is a windshield? Wind, what's a
0: windshield? That's that. That's that thing where you like you put your iPod on in the top of your car. No, no it's, I don't know. The dashboard? The
1: windshield? <laughs> the dashboard? The windshield. No, that's the windshield. Oh, the windshield. No. Well, this is know. a windshield. Uh, and the seat have been replaced with a pile of broken bottles of hot sauce. Uh, that's not bad either. This guy seems to be fixated with broken uh, things entering your rectum. Uh, right. He's, again. He's, got a, he's got issues, I yeah. think. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that's from Hot Dog bun uh, not not too happy the hot dog bun is not too happy and you know uh on top of that Matt, uh some guy i can't remember what his name was but he threatened to and i quote flounce the fuck out of our facebook group and uh he
0: did flounce, he did
1: flounce the fuck out of here <laughs> flounce he, he did. Went, he flounce. i have never he did i never seen such an explicit display of flouncing in all my life but you know i, I actually didn't know what flounce meant so i had to look it up Apparently, it means uh, to go or move in an exaggeratedly impatient or angry manner. Ah! And yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't sound like what flounce should mean, right? Flounce sounds like something uh, a ball does, or or maybe lingerie, like say it's flounced in the breeze. You know, it, when you flounce out of a room, it just sounds like you've just kind of jauntily skipped out of the room.
0: I I thought it was something that. Like when a male ballet dancer trips, maybe or
1: <laughs> oh, he flounced. <laughs> he he just flounced down the stairs. Yeah, so uh, he did. He he flounced the fuck right out of our Facebook group, and that was uh, that. That hurt my feelings.
0: And it's not shorthand for fluid ounce because that kind of <laughs> makes sense. I need two flounces of scotch.
1: Uh, worst of all, no. uh, I've been accused of having a mangina. Uh, I don't know if that's both of us or just me, but. Um... Uh, I can tell you uh, categorically this is not true, because if I did possess nope. a mangina, I'd never leave the house, right? Like, my kids would come up, and they'd be like, Dad, can you take us to the movies? I'd be like, go away, kids. Daddy's exploring.
0: <laughs> yeah, mangina in a magnifying glass? Yeah. You won't see me for a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, grab grab me some flashlight, would you? Some batteries. The batteries are almost running out. Uh, so, yeah, no no mangina here, and it's and it's too bad. That is sad pretty bad so there so yeah we have uh, we appear to have upset quite a few people with the feminatheism uh, podcast so uh, that being the case uh, we might just do that we'll, we'll make, so let's change our um, change our name from irreligiosophy to feminiz the feminist athe- the religiosophy feminazi atheism-
0: <laughs> can
1: we get can we get a Nazi in there <laughs> Maybe stick Limbaugh somewhere in there. I, can, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so so every episode in 2014, uh, we're going to do some feminist topic, don't you think? Should we add a feminist corner? Ah, yeah. Chuck's, Let's do that. Chuck's feminist corner?
0: Chuck's Mangina time. <laughs> <I don't know.
1: laughs> the Mangina of the week. Uh, awesome. This is a hot dog bun now. Yeah, how do you like that, hot dog bun? Yeah, ha!
0: We called you a mangina, <laughs> <laughs> They'll Switcheroo. I don't. Know.
1: Uh, all right, let's move on to the let's move on to the actual podcast, which is uh, not about feminism. Uh, how can we make Santa Claus about feminism?
0: Well, if you think about it, everything's kind of about feminism, Chuck.
1: That's just your mangina. I can't.
0: Talk. I can't support that. <laughs> My mangina sounds nothing like me. It's it sounds more muffled and like. <laughs> We're boxers.
1: It's like... Everything's about feminism.
0: Uh (laughs)
2: All
1: right, Matt. uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town is another holiday special by the same guys who made Rudolph. I think their name was uh, Rankin and Bass or something like that. Uh, Yeah. It's not played every day uh, like Rudolph is, but uh, it's played enough. Did you ever see this when you were a kid, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? I did
0: indeed. I loved it as a kid.
1: Yeah, I like, you know, I have to admit uh, to liking some of the musical numbers. Um, The rest of it, I didn't... I never looked for. Let's say this, I never looked forward to seeing this show. It was more of a chore than anything else. Uh, Yeah, so this this, um, holiday special supposedly tells uh, how all of the uh, Santa uh, myth came to be. It's the origin of Santa Claus, basically and explains how he got his red suit, why he laughs ho-ho-ho, explains why Mickey Rooney's a a creepy-ass pedophile, you know, everything about Santa. Yeah. Uh, So it begins with uh, a postman's truck, and he's driving under a tree, and it it breaks down. Uh, So uh, he gets out of the car and starts telling a story about Santa Claus, like you do when your truck breaks down. You're supposed to be delivering mail. You don't fix the truck. You get out and start talking... Shit about Santa Claus.
0: Well, let's find out.
1: Well,
3: hello there. Uh, my name's Special Delivery Kluger. SD for short. Oh, I've got lots of letters for Santa today. And every year they're the same. Some ask for toys, but a lot of ask questions. Like you take
1: this one. I bet one of you wrote it.
3: Dear Santa, why do you wear a red suit?
1: Uh-huh. I thought so. Okay, Matt, the fucker starts opening the goddamn envelopes and reading the mail. What is he, from the NSA? Is the NSA doing postal routes now? Stop reading our mail. Good God. Why S- don't D- you Kruger? deliver the mail instead of fucking reading it? Well,
0: he'd love to, Chuck, but his car broke
1: down. <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Oh, my car broke down. I guess I'll just jump into the mailbox, start reading fucking That's mail. What you do. You know FedEx, the same thing. They just start going through packages. <laughs> oh, I like this one. This one looks like a, it'll uh, have a problem in shipping. Uh, so, so we get what we get is a bunch of questions from the kids, right? Yeah. Uh, so the kids start asking questions about Santa Claus.
3: So you want to know all about Santa, right? Eh? Best place to start is at the very beginning. Santa was just a little baby. You
1: mean Santa was once <laughs> a baby? What kind of stupid fucking question is that? Was Santa a baby? No! Santa was born as a 45 year old man. He was created! <laughs> Out of a rib, I think, Santa is how the story is. Santa was goes. specially created by Jesus. Oh my god. Shut your mouth! did <laughs> Santa was a baby? Oh, fuck you. This show reminds me just how much I hate little children. <laughs> I love the little children. Part. You think those are little children or fake little children? They sound too stupid to be fake little children. They <laughs> have to be real.
3: Now, this was years and years ago. Oh, way back. In one of the northern countries, there was a small city called Somerton. It was a cold, cold place which shivered in the shadows of the strange mountain of the whispering wind. Now, the main reason for all this gloom was the mayor, a mean old grouch of a fellow who was known as Burgermeister Meisterberger.
1: I <laughs> think so, if you live in a place called Sombertown, you pretty much uh, pretty much know what you're in for, right? Ah, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a cold, dark place. No happiness, <laughs> everyone's sad. Did you, did you notice when you're watching this how the uh, burgermeister Meister Burger is chowing down on some kind of uh, deformed potato with a ball <laughs> sticking out of it? I thought he was eating a rock on a stick. I of, wasn't sure what it was. What sort of mutated lamb or cow is that guy eating?
0: I suppose it's a turkey leg.
1: It's uh, got like a bend in it. He <laughs> <You> just <laughs> sawed off the leg and just started eating. Bizarre. <laughs>
0: It's uh, one of the uh, orphans from the village, I believe.
1: Oh, all right. No, that's okay. Continue. (laughs) Do you also find yourself, as you're watching this, rooting for the Burgermeister (laughs) Meisterburger? Like, he's a real hero of the story, not Santa Claus. He's a douchebag, dipshit asshole.
0: Right, because you'll see as the story goes along, Santa Claus just... He just comes to his town, just turns everything upside down, looks like, hey, let's do everything the way I want to do it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, just like Christians. Just like Christians. (laughs) Exactly. I Burgermeister,
0: Meister Meister Burger, take care of a baby. Outrageous. I love people that refer to themselves in the third person like that. (laughs) Yeah, take care of a baby? Yeah. He's a Republican, Chuck. (laughs) I think we figured out why it's called Somber Town. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's run by Republicans. Take care of a baby? Me? Fuck that shit. No. I'm just glad you uh, didn't abort you... him. <laughs> exactly. Taking care of him? Fuck you.
0: You cannot have abortion. Well, what do I do with the baby? I, I'm not taking care yeah. of it.
1: No. Yeah, a lot of non-aborted babies. You know, That's why there's so many kids in Sombertown. They keep having babies. There's no abortion clinic. And
0: then they put them on the stoop because they don't know what to do with them.
1: Yeah, they, they leave them on the front stoop. Uh, and certainly uh, the Burgermeister is not going to take care of that. So what happens is he sends baby Claus to the local orphan asylum. Did you notice that sign? <laughs> <laughs> what in the German fuck? Orphan asylum. That's a fucking concentration camp for kids who don't have parents. <laughs> oh,
0: it's for crazy children. I love how this, uh, this show – when did this come out? Like in the uh, 50s or 60s? Nineteen seventy. 1970, still, Germans, the bad guys. Just like Star Wars. Like, all all the Empire guys are like German.
1: That shit never goes away. <laughs> One Holocaust, and it's over.
0: Anytime you want a bad guy, it's a German. You want a sharp intellectual man, he's British.
1: Now, the uh, little slave dude takes or attempts to take Baby Claus to the orphan asylum but the sleigh is blown off course by a strange wind.
0: Yes, also, great scene. He apparently walks a couple of miles just holding the rope from the sleigh before he notices <laughs> that the sleigh with the baby, he's no longer pulling it behind him, he just looks down, he's like, oh no!
1: Like, ah, I've been getting stronger over these last <laughs> few hours. Uh, I was watching that part,
0: I'm like, you didn't notice you lost the whole baby and you're just carrying a piece of rope that's six inches long. Good Lord, man.
3: Well, that strange wind blew the little slave right up to the mountain of the whispering winds. For you see, that mountain was the home of the awful, the terrible, oh, I hate to even say his name. That mountain was the home of the winter warlock. The strange hermit of the north, who lived alone in a ghostly palace of ice. Practicing his strange spells and snowy incantations.
1: All right, Matt, I, uh, I think I can explain uh, why this Winter Warlock's home is called the Mountain of Whispering Winds. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Matt, can you explain why this uh, Winter Warlock... Uh, lives alone in his castle, practicing his incantations? Uh,
0: what, strange hermit living alone? He's a confirmed bachelor.
1: (laughs) You say confirmed bachelor. (laughs) So the animals bring baby claws uh, to a family of elves who live beyond the mountain in, in Rainbow River Valley.
0: Oh, that sounds nice. I'd rather live there than Sombertown.
1: Yeah, but you have to go through the mountain of whispering winds to get there.
0: The door was answered by an elf named Dingle.
3: Dingle Kringle, to be precise.
1: Seriously. Dingle? <laughs> Seriously. Dingle Kringle? You name your elf kid after that little ball of shit that hangs off your ass hair? Come on! There's some shortage of elf names? Dingle. That poor kid must have had a tough time in junior high. Uh, so now we have uh, Mrs. Claus, who apparently is named Tanta Claus? Tanta? Tanta. <laughs> Tanta Tanta Claus. Tanta, I don't, I don't get it. Tanta. Sounds like some sort of Dark Lord Sith name. Ah, Darth Tanta. Darth <laughs> Tanta.
3: They brought the little fella to the Elf Queen, Cringle. Oh,
0: baby, what a splendid idea. He shall live with us and sleep with us. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till he's 18 first,
1: <laughs> lady, okay? Just molest this baby. He shall live with us and clean with us. And sleep with us. He shall scissor with us. He should what? <laughs> <laughs> and wait too long before bringing up sharing the bed with your newborn orphan baby.
3: And drink warm cocoa with us. What will we call him, Tante Kringle? His license says Claus. Unusual name.
1: Yeah, Claus doesn't have anything to do with shit or ass hair, so, you know. Yeah. What a weirdo. Yeah, they're all like, should we call him Lingle? How about
0: Mingo? <laughs> ridiculous. Ningle? Tinkle. All our
1: names are some version of Ingle with a letter in front. Tingle was already taken, so. Mm, Dingle? Let's name him Dingle. Shut up, Dingle. So... <laughs> uh, yeah, so the elves teach little Chris their elfish ways. You know, I had to kidnap orphan babies. how had to name them after various parts of the anatomy. how had to molest them. Yes. Uh, That's only one problem, Matt. What's the problem? How do you lure your victims into your windowless white van?
3: Oh, sure. That was the Kringle's main occupation. They were toy makers.
0: Toy makers. Of ah. course,
1: they're toy makers. But there's no children to give them to. Yeah, what that's where a, do they make toys for? The problem. The movie shows them making a bunch of toys, and then they, you know, they, they start piling up, and <laughs> the pile's got like four toys in it. Huge. We're toy making. Huge it? problem. I don't know how how this works. How do you make toys and not sell them? You know, how, how do you get the money to make the toys in the first place? Where do you get your product from? You know, Chuck, you do what you love. And then everything else falls into place. (laughs) I'm I'm seriously questioning. I'm skeptical of uh, the economics of this toy-making career. Where do they get their food?
0: How do they live?
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. So Tanta Kringle gives Chris a little lesson in how the Kringles were the first toy-makers to the king. It starts out nice. It's a nice little song, Matt. Uh, But it takes a, uh, a dark turn fairly quickly.
3: You must strive for just the perfect quality. And you're the first toy maker to the king. All the soldiers must stand erect.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> what kind of toys are they making? Um they're they're dildos. <laughs> <laughs> Soldier dildos. <laughs> Ah, uh, good God, I thought this was a children's show, for God's sakes. <laughs> Soldiers must stand
0: it. Well, they're... even children need dildos. <laughs> no?
1: <laughs> Elf children, perhaps.
0: Chuck, I think you're overreading this. Perhaps I am too.
1: <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe uh, we're bringing too much into this. Maybe we are overreacting and just, yes, um, reading <laughs> something into it that's not there. Let's listen to the very next line in the song.
3: The balls must bounce much higher if they're to please his royal sire.
1: Okay, sweet Jesus! Oh, we we were right. We were (laughs) were right. (laughs) Take it back. Good God! Bouncing balls in people's face, pleasing the king. I don't even know there's a name for that kind of kink.
0: You know, don't judge. You know, like people deserve to get their.
1: You know, whatever you like, as long as
0: you're not hurting somebody else, right? <laughs> Bounce your balls.
1: Bouncing balls. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bouncing balls to please his royal sire, uh that sounds painful. It's a little pain I prefer flouncing my balls. Flouncing balls. It's a
0: it's it's a little gentler. You prefer
1: stomping them angrily about.
0: I I do not. I do not prefer that.
1: <laughs> hey
0: Chuck, speaking of balls. Yeah. Have you uh we have a new sponsor.
1: We have a sponsor, period? Yeah, we've got a sponsor. God damn.
0: It's the Genital Dollar Shave Club.
1: Well, if uh, there's any, any product we want to uh, sell ourselves out for, it would be the Genital Dollar Shave Club.
0: That's right. Are you tired of poor quality and expensive razors? Do your genitals itch to be shaved? Are your balls, or perhaps your Libya excessively hairy? Or perhaps... They're hussutely standard, but you desire a smooth and less stanky appearance.
1: Not only do you get the razors, but we include a copy of Paul Harvey's book for bathroom reading and a fine selection of pornographic materials for your viewing pleasure.
0: And by viewing, we mean viewing of your freshly shaven and glorious genitalia. Nothing says I just shave my shaft like the appearance of a mistakenly but larger-looking junk. Wow, you're going to say, my tick looks huge, now that the brush has been cleared out, and my clit, humongous. And being that time of year, nothing says Christmas like a huge clit. I know what I want this year, Chuck, a huge clit.
1: Genital Dollar Shave Club delivers our razors right to your door. They arrive quick and on time, marked in a bright pink box with the words, Genital Shave Club, heavily emblazoned on all sides so everyone knows your junk is smooth.
0: Not only all that, but General Shave Club razors will save you the hassle of shopping for your own General Razors. How many times has this happened to you? You go to shave your balls with a razor that honestly should have been thrown out long ago. I mean, what are you going to do? Run down to the pharmacy and just buy a new razor to avoid... Slicing the delicate skin of your crotch region? Well, worry no more. General Dollar Shave Club is here for you.
1: Sure, you can get a one-blade, two-blade, heck, even up to a five-bladed razor. But GSC razors have 16 blades! The first blade cuts close, second one even closer... The third, closer still. The fourth blade is serrated to tenderize the area. The fifth uh, employs a tiller system to lift up flaps of the skin. The sixth blade is a slice of lemon. The seventh through twelfth blades, differing grits of sandpaper, while the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth blades, respectively, old fish, that diaper thing found under uh, meat in store packages, and use condoms. Finally, the sixteenth blade is a rusty cheese grater. Every GSC razor comes with a roll of gauze and suture kit, just in case of those little accidents.
0: So go to bullshit website, generaldollarshaveclubcom slash irreligiosophy, and order yours today. Your balls will thank you. General Dollar Shave Club is not responsible for misuse of this product or the complete loss of genitalia as a result of using the product in a manner that is completely consistent with the intended use of the project. In the event of penile separation or clitoral hemorrhaging, for fuck's sake, go see a doctor. And next time, just use
1: NADS, you perverted fucks. In the event of penile separation or clitoral hemorrhaging, just pray to Jesus. All right. That's our first sponsor.
0: Now we sit back and let the cash roll in.
1: Fantastic. I hope it works out as well as all of our previous sponsors. <laughs> so, Matt. Uh, back it, to the back show, to, uh, show. Santa show. Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kringle grows up, and we find out now that he's voiced by beloved character actor Mickey Rooney. Um, you big fan uh-huh, of Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Rooney. I love Mickey Rooney. He was in classics. Who doesn't love Mickey Rooney? Uh, He was in a bunch of shit in the 40s and 50s, and then I think nearly went bankrupt, and then uh, clawed his way back to relevance, and then uh, I think died bankrupt as well. So, um, great, great story. You know, rags to riches to rags to riches to rags to death. You know what they say about dying penniless, right? It's perfect timing. (laughs) (laughs) You can't take it with you. (laughs) One of my favorite uh, Mickey Rooney portrayals is is this sensitive portrayal of uh, an Asian-American landlord, uh, Yunioshi, in Breakfast at Tiffany's.
2: Mr. Go-rightly, I protest! Oh, darling, I am sorry, but I lost my key. But
1: that was two weeks ago. You
3: cannot go on or keep ringing my bell. You disturb me. You must have a key made. All the time, a disturbance. I cannot see! I got to get to my rest! I'm an artist! I got to call a vice squad on you!
1: Oh, my God. Very sensitive. Um, he was actually called to the carpet on this uh, a while back when, when he was still alive. For the uh, out-and-out racist portrayal. I mean, uh, that that uh, character itself would have been racist if played by an actual Asian. <laughs> played by Mickey Rooney in yellow face <laughs> with buck teeth and big round glasses? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, my God. Uh, there's a clip in Deseret News, our, our local newspaper here run by the church, Um And and, and Rooney says uh, he he would travel around the world, as all has-been actors do, and show clips of their uh, greatest hits, basically, uh, while talking about their life. It says, Rooney, who occasionally shows the Mr. Yunyoshi clip as part of his traveling stage show, added, never in all the more than 40 years after we made it, not one complaint. Every place I've gone in the world, people say, you were so funny. Asians and Chinese come up to me and say, Mickey, you were out of this world. (laughs)
0: He doesn't understand their accent.
1: It wasn't a compliment. Hey, you heard a sarcasm, Rooney? Uh, Rooney said he loves everybody. I was born in Brooklyn, delivered by a Chinese doctor. It's like Sam Harris. It's impossible for me to be racist, Matt. I was born by a Chinese doctor.
0: I like Chinese food.
1: I eat it! uh, That was his wife, Rooney's wife, Jan, who said they were married in Hong Kong and loved Chinese art, food, culture, and medicine. (laughs) Well, see? Again, cannot be. It's terribly sad, and I feel bad for the people taking offense, is what she said. Uh, Rooney did say, if he'd known people would have been so offended, I wouldn't have done it. Those that didn't like it, I forgive them, and God bless America. So, uh, he forgives you, Matt, for for considering uh, his... A uh, very sensitive portrayal of Asian American landlord Iyunochi as racist. You're forgiven. He also added, "God bless the universe. God bless Japanese,
0: Chinese, Indians, all of them. Let's have <laughs> peace,
1: <laughs> all you people."
0: Did you see why this came up? Though it's it's because uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's had been pulled at a Sacramento free film series and replaced with Ratatouille.
1: Yes. Yeah, and and like to which he responded. <laughs> <laughs> like the washed-up, has-been actor he was, he responded.
0: Ratatouille? Never heard of it. <laughs> I, how dare you, sir? Patton Oswald? Ian Holm? Lou Romano? My god, even Brian Dennehy did a voice in Ratatouille. Peter O'Toole, for God's sakes.
1: And the reason it was pulled was because of Mickey Rooney's racist betrayal of Uniyoshi. Ah! Uh, <laughs> yes.
0: What I want to know is, how did anybody find out that a movie had been replaced at a Sacramento free film series. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those things they put down at the library or something.
1: All right. All right. Uh, uh,
0: Back to the show.
1: Mr. Yunyoshi uh, bundles up a bunch of toys and sets out to cross the mountain of whispering farts, but unfortunately runs into, did you notice this, Matt? Our very own gay penguin. Quack. I did notice that.
2: What?
1: Why, you're a penguin. Uh, Well, what is a
3: penguin doing here?
2: uh,
3: You're looking for a stick? uh, A branch?
0: A log? A pole?
3: uh,
1: uh. Of course he's looking for a pole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he's got one in his mouth already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He can't talk. (laughs) And uh, you know what his name is, Matt?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't want to know. Don't it tell is... me. Don't tell me.
1: Topper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> power. Power. Topper.
1: Topper, our gay penguin. Ah, oh, God. Topper, our gay penguin is looking for a pole. <laughs> what do they call him offstage? <laughs> <laughs> Bottomer. <laughs> uh, So, unfortunately, in Sombertown, Matt, the mayor trips on a toy and falls down the stairs.
3: As I suspected, you've broken your funny bone.
1: Ah, the funny bone. Is that what they're uh, calling penises in Sombertown? (laughs) As I suspected, (laughs) your penis is fractured.
0: He fell right down the stairs. He missed Topper, broke his penis. Landed
1: inside of Topper and still broke his penis. (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, rightfully so, because those toys... He, what, he slip on a little duck or something like that? A duck on the Yeah, like a duck. Did you notice the continuity error, too, in there? That when they... The first shot of him, the long shot, there's no duck on the stairs. But then when they zoom into his foot, there's suddenly a duck. Oh. So, apparently, I guess one of the kids, one of those bastard children, uh quickly shoved a duck underneath those stairs. So, these toys are a right. goddamn public hazard. uh They are they're, they cause the mayor to break his penis. So he outlaws them rightfully. Outlaws the toys, just as Chris Kringle comes to town with a bag of toys over his shoulder. Oh, that's that's bad luck there. Yeah, it's pr- pretty bad. Unlike Mr. Uh, unlike Mr. Mickey Rooney, Chris Kringle has bad timing. Right. <laughs> so he walks into town. He uh, finds a bunch of uh, potential uh, children slash victims, uh, and sings them a song about it. That's what you usually do. So,
0: all right, let's hear that. Oh, what a good girl.
3: Oh, what a good boy. Oh, what a big smile. All because of a toy.
1: If you sit on my lap today... Oh, my God. Wait, what? Matt, in all of recorded history... No non-creepy thing has ever followed that line. (laughs)
0: Let let me give it a shot. Uh, (laughs) If you sit on my lap today, I got nothing.
2: Impossible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you're saying it to children. Uh, Try not to poke you with my dick? It's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, uh. let's let's give him. Let's you know, I've been wrong before, Matt. Let's give him a shot. Okay. Here's the next line.
3: A kiss, a toy is the price you'll pay.
1: Oh yeah, I, I was mistaken. <laughs> that Nailed wasn't it. Not creepy at all. <laughs> just just <laughs> sit on my lap and give me a kiss. Starting to French kiss these little children. Uh, the price th- for the toy. That's not creepy.
0: I think this was written by a Catholic priest.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to understand why he's St. Nicholas. Why, why the Pope fucking sainted him. Oh, here's where our history of child molestation comes from. Santa, thank you, St. Nick. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> to catch a predator? I'd like to report one Chris Kringle.
0: I think we know now why the show is called Santa Claus is Coming to Death.
1: Yes, after that song, If you sit on my lap today... Oh, 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 oh. 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 oh, Topper! <laughs> get off my lap, topper. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! my God! So the Burgermeister, my personal hero, orders Chris arrested for his flagrant violation of the law. You can't get more clear. Yes, Chris Kringle, stop being a fucking activist uh, judge, an unelected activist judge. Um, right, Chris. Uh, escapes into the woods, um, but he's immediately captured by the farting warlock. This is not good news. He's trapped by a tree. In order to escape his uh, clutches, Chris gives the, the warlock a, a choo-choo uh, that he'd been keeping in his pants for some reason. Did you notice that, Matt? Like, he's like, <laughs> right. here, I've been saving one toy. It's in my pants. <laughs> Let me get it for you. He pulls it
0: right off his crotch. It's hilarious. <laughs> Why
1: is there a toy train in your crotch, Chris? Is that what they were sitting on? Uh, that doesn't feel like I, your lap, Kregel.
0: I think that's actually Santa's penis <laughs> is a toy train.
1: You have a toy train in your lap? Or are you just happy to see me?
3: <laughs> toot, toot.
1: Uh, so the warlock, uh, knowing Chris never gives away his toys for free, right? He always extorts something. Right. Offers the following.
2: Well, there's...
3: There's all kinds of ways we can help each other. You can bring me nice new toys, and I can assist you with my magic.
1: There's all kinds of ways we can help each other, Mister Kringle.
0: <laughs> you can bring me toys, or uh, or we could just go off into these woods here, and uh...
1: and I can suck your dick. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: and everything in between. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chris is like, "Mm, you're far too old for me. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. not attracted. Yeah. I prefer small children.
3: Gaze into my magic crystal snowball. Whoa!
1: Whoa! Whoa! Easy! Hey! Hold on. Didn't we just meet? (laughs) I guess they did
0: go off into the woods (laughs) together.
1: (laughs) You can uh, close that robe. Uh, I'm good. Thank you. I've seen enough snowballs (laughs) in my days.
0: Just... Just flounce them a little bit just a,
1: <laughs> higher, just, just a little higher. I'm not pleased yet. Higher. Uh, now, now we meet Jessica, the schoolteacher. She's ah
0: Jessica, she's a yes,
1: rather buxom, uh, redheaded. Uh, it was one of those uh,
0: one of those awkward moments in your childhood when you start looking at cartoons and you're like, "Hey, that's uh, it's kind of hot." Woo! That schoolteacher <laughs> doll. Kind of like when Bugs Bunny was, you know dressed up as a woman, and you get all confused about yourself. Anyway, moving on. Back to the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So she uh, lets Chris know that uh, Herr Burgermeister destroyed all of the toys that he had given the kids. So he he rounded them all up under the law. This is rightful, Matt. Rounded them all up. They were breaking the law, and so he destroyed all the toys. I thought that was fairly kind, because he didn't uh, lock the children up right after... uh, yeah, so they got the toys, and they were found breaking the law. He just destroyed all the toys as as is his right as the mayor of Somer Town. So apparently,
0: right. If you want to change the law, you go through the proper channels.
1: Right. There's a system in place for that. So Chris uh, uh, Kringle, in in flagrant violation of the law, makes some more toys. This time, like the criminal he is, he sneaks them in at night time under the cover of darkness. Uh, but the Bürgermeister orders all the doors locked. So now, what is he going to do?
3: Now, there was one special toy he just had to deliver. Susie, a tiny little girl who was
0: very, very sick, had asked Chris for a toy Noah's Ark. Uh, who the fuck asked for a toy <laughs> a toy Noah's Ark? And what do you do with it?
1: <laughs> a, a, a toy a toy Noah's Ark. Let's, uh, let's just play with this toy Noah's Ark. What the fuck? You, you uh, break the plumbing and flood the house? Is that what you do?
0: Yeah, you kill everyone, and then you just float away. Yeah,
1: just I'm um, playing God. <laughs> I just murder everyone in my house and float away on my toy boat. Oh, God. Uh, Topper has an idea, though. Topper knows.
0: All right, let's hear from Topper. Topper? Uh, what is uh, uh, You have an idea?
1: Uh, uh, oh. oh, here, let me get my dick out of your throat. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Topper. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he won't be able to speak up. He's like...
1: <laughs> Not now, Topper. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Hey, 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 Chris, just climb in through the chimney. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So he does. He sneaks down the chimney to give the sick kid her Noah's Ark. So, But the Burgermeister's on to him, Matt. On to him! He orders searches oh, right. Uh, houses under the Fourth Amendment uh, to the Constitution. Well, he's got probable cause, you know? But, uh, you know, so here we find out the Burgermeister, not too smart.
3: We can't find anything here, Burgermeister.
1: Good. Very
3: good. No toys. Nothing but drying stockings.
1: <laughs> yeah, did you notice that the stockings were bulging? Like, typically, ah, when you dry your right. stockings, they're empty. But he does lay a trap for Chris Kringle. Uh, so Jessica hurries to warn him, but he's already left the elf village. The Burgermeister forces, uh, uh, of course, track Jessica to the Kringle compound and, and arrest everyone except for Jessica. Did you notice that? What? They followed Jessica. Sexism. <laughs> erase, uh, they arrest everyone else. Isn't she complicit in that thing? Why don't they arrest her?
0: That's, that's reverse sexism.
2: Herr Burgermeister, please, you must set Chris and the little Kringles free.
0: <laughs> set them free? Never.
2: I promise they will never disturb you again.
1: Ah, what good are your promises? That's right. We all know you can't trust <laughs> really? a woman. Come on, it says it in the Bible. Who was it, Matt? Who ate the apple? Was it Adam or was it Eve? It was Steve.
0: <laughs> no. It was
1: <laughs> Stopper, <laughs> the gay penguin. It was Stopper. <laughs> It
0: never was a dick in Topper's mouth. It was an apple all along. It
1: was merely an apple. So, of course, Chris is no, captured. No, it, it was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> because, because Chris is an idiot, uh, and he falls for the uh, trap that the Burgermeister has laid. Justice prevails. Toys are put to the fire. Uh, Jessica busts in the song about something, but Matt, uh, uh, at this point, I was not really paying attention. Oh, I, yeah, I
0: zoned out for this song. It went on way too long.
1: This, this may be one of the worst songs ever recorded. And uh, we'll play some of that for you right now.
0: Yeah, the whole thing.
2: All the little kids picked along the way Suddenly have disappeared with yesterday the am
1: So things things are looking pretty grim, uh, especially after that song, Matt. I I I I, want, I almost killed myself during that song.
0: I I started cutting.
1: <laughs> I'm glad it ended. Glad it ended when it did. <laughs> right before I stepped off the box and hung myself, <laughs> the song ended. Uh, Jessica goes to talk to the imprisoned warlock, who only has a few magical leftovers in his pockets, like some fucking a uh, hundred candles. Um, some dried up potion and some magical feed corn.
3: And a few last handfuls of magic feed corn, just junk.
2: Magic feed corn?
3: Well, it's of no use to us. It can't dissolve prison walls. All it can do is make reindeer fly.
0: Reindeer?
1: Fly? Stop repeating everything he's telling you. <laughs> what is she, deaf? <laughs> magic feed corn? Reindeer, fly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so, I love how he's like, I can't make prison walls dissolve, right? Uh, dissolve. And then, what does she do? She she feeds the corn to the reindeer, they fly into the prison and take him out. No problem. What happened to the fucking prison walls?
0: <laughs> the reindeer, Chuck, they flew in there.
1: You're going to bring up a problem. Yeah, how did they get in? Don't ignore it 30 seconds later, asshole.
0: I'm sure it was at that point that all the children watching the show were like, this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: it. I don't buy this anymore. I'm disgusted. (laughs)
0: Plot holes.
1: Reindeers fly in, they fly the prisoners out. Now, at this point... I thought Prometheus made no sense. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, Chris Kringle finds a wanted poster with his name on it, uh, but he's already come up with a devious plan to foil his pursuers.
0: Yeah, he thought of this, what, two months earlier, apparently? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, well,
3: those posters are not going to do them any good now.
2: Oh, Chris, let me take a good look at it.
3: Pretty grand, eh?
2: <laughs> it's perfect.
3: Well, since I'm a Kringle, I had to grow one sooner or later.
2: <laughs>
1: Matt, I'm not sure if he's talking about his Brigham Young beard or his boner. <laughs> so let's play this again. Let's play this again. I want you to tell me, is he talking about his beard or his boner? All right.
2: Oh, Chris, let me take a good look at it. Pretty grand, eh? <laughs> it's perfect.
3: Well, since I'm a Kringle, I had to grow one
0: sooner or later.
1: <laughs> it's his boner. It's definitely his dick. Come on. <laughs>
0: It was his beard, you sick bastard.
1: <laughs> it's a crinkle. I had to grow one sooner or later. Uh, speaking <laughs> of boners, uh, he decides to marry Jessica in the woods under some decorated Christmas trees because he's too fucking cheap to spring for an actual venue.
0: Well, he can't go in the town and use the
1: church. Don't buy it when your guy says, hey, let's get just get married in a fucking forest. That's not romantic. That's cheap. And then, of course, he honeymoons to the North Pole and builds a castle. This is it, people. Oh, yes, this is it. We'll build ourselves a nice
3: house. Oh, heck, oh, while we're at it, we'll build ourselves a castle oh, and the best toy factory in the world.
0: God, what's wrong with him? Did he get into the magical feed corn?
1: <laughs> he's, he got into something. I think that's Mickey Rooney's uh, very subtle way of uh, letting us know he's playing Santa Claus. All the, right. all the laughing. It's, just, it's bizarre. You, know, you need a castle, Matt, because where else are you going to uh, enslave gay elves who want to uh, grow up to be dentists? Ah, oh, yes, exactly. That's the origin of St. <laughs> of Nick's Castle. Um, so uh, now we're coming to an end of this uh, story, unfortunately. And you Matt, you might be wondering if all this uh, toy-giving and, and uh, love Uh, uh, sparked up some sort of revolution in support of the Kringles so they wouldn't be outlaws anymore.
0: Yes, I was wondering that. Well,
1: let's find out what happened.
3: You see, the Meisterburgers, they kind of died off and fell out of power. And by and by, the good people realized how silly the Meisterburger laws were. Well, everybody had a wonderful laugh and then forgot all about
1: them. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what happened. What the f- they just died off. And that, Matt, is how Chris Kringle changed the world.
0: (laughs) The the only competition he had just kind of went away, and then they all laughed about it.
1: After the Meisterburgers died off, everyone goes, "Oh, how silly!" (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Oh, they're all dead now. <laughs> and, then,
2: and then,
0: and then, and then the inbreeding and incest caught up to them, <laughs> and they all died out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that is the story of Santa Claus. Gee, he's so wonderful. Everybody must love him.
1: Well, most everybody. That's right, not us. I kept rooting for him to be fucking executed this whole time. I was waiting for it.
0: <laughs> Kill him!
1: Yeah, I personally think that uh St. Nicholas is a creepy, child-molesting, reindeer-raping asshole. That's what I believe. Well... I agree. Do you remember? Do you remember? With no reservations. Remember from their previous special, <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, when he had to inspect the reindeer? And he was all excited about oh, it? Oh, that's right. And he, d- he didn't want the, the <laughs> elves to sing his song because it he, he got in the way of him inspecting his reindeer? Shh, shh. Quiet, quiet, quiet.
0: I'm, ins- I'm inspecting the reindeer. Shh,
1: shh, I'm going to go polish my jingle bells with these reindeer. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Not everyone loves. Chris Kringle, he's a fucking dick. You know, uh, after spending the whole day telling us about Santa Claus, the postman just hops into his truck, which is now perfectly functioning, and drives off. What? Yeah, apparently wasn't. Are you telling me it wasn't broken? Wasn't broken after all. So uh, yeah, sorry for spending the and it's like fucking sunset now. Sorry for <laughs> spending the whole day talking about Santa Claus not delivering your mail, fuckers. God, no wonder the post office is going under.
0: Typical government worker,
1: just <laughs> all our mail, and just uh, taking a big old break in the middle of the day, just to kick back and talk about Santa Claus.
0: This is why we need private enterprise. This is—they <laughs> won't have them out there telling us stories.
1: This is why the cost of postage stamps keep going up.
0: <laughs> I think the free market—the free market could take care of this. That's for us. right.
1: Let's privatize, uh, <laughs> privatize the post office. Uh, this this whole. Uh, whole Santa Claus is coming to town, is one long Republican argument to privatize the post office. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the story of Santa Claus, kids. That's the story. Any concluding thoughts, Matt?
0: Santa is fucked up, man.
1: Spoiler alert! Stay away from Santa, kids. And before
0: we go, Chuck, uh, I think I speak for all of us when I say we here at Iridi wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
1: We fervently hope you do not get molested by uh, St. Nick on uh, Christmas Eve uh, and recommend uh, filing a restraining order against Chris Kringle. Sure. And to all, <laughs> a good night.
2: I'll so I'll I'll